The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, January 17th, and today we will be looking at some of the key fantasy takeaways from the weekend, some high-profile injuries and waiver wire pickups as we steamroll into week 14, which starts early on this Monday as it's MLK Day. The first kickoff is at 12.30 Eastern, so we're taping this a little earlier on Monday morning to get it out there as fast as possible to get everyone ready for the week. I'm joined by Dr. A, who... I won't say miraculously, we'll just say who did make the early wake-up call. Well done, Steve. Oh, yeah. I've been up for a while. Didn't sleep a lot last night for whatever reason. But, you know, Matt, MLK Day used to be, like, in the basketball world, that was that was opening day of baseball season. That was the Super Bowl. Like, that was the big day. And I used to, used to take the day off of work. Or if I went to work, I didn't do a lot of work. I would basically just, just watch basketball on my computer all day. But now... 20 years later that this is my actual job and I will be sitting here working all literally all day and all night long. It's lost a little bit of its Christmas like feel for me now. And now it's more like, I think that might be the work component. That might be the work aspect of it. Yeah. It's the work. It's the work. I still, I still love a full day of basketball. Yeah. And look, Steve, it's a different thing when you're working. Yeah. Understood. And, and let's, let's get right down to it here. We are going to start again with the list of, Fantasy relevant, fantasy significant names in the health and health and safety protocols. That list as of Monday morning: Tyrese Halliburton, Marcus Smart, Kelly Oubre, Luke Kennard, Norm Powell, Bradley Beal. And Powell and Beal are both questionable Monday. Steve, the list continues to shorten for now. It's dwindling. It's dwindling down. Yes, you you were right. Well, we'll see. I mean, who knows? At the moment, at the moment, I, I hope that that continues to be the case, obviously, and check back on Powell and Beal, I think in particular, because those are two guys who, even by the time you're hearing this, could be on the verge of being active or already playing as, again, the games tip off really early today. So for everyone we're talking about, there's a chance that that player has already started playing. We're going to try to keep this as evergreen and big picture as possible. As we move to the news out of Brooklyn, Steve, Shams Trania of The Athletic, reports that Kevin Durant has a sprained medial collateral of the left knee, sustained that on Saturday against the Pelicans. Now, the report is he's expected to recover fully after rehabbing. That's the good news. But there have also been reports that this is a four to six week timetable for KD. And that is obviously the alarming news that we have to react to. Yeah, I mean, the news could have been worse. But in terms of fantasy, if you've got him in a standard league, I mean, four to six weeks is a that's a long time. Especially yeah. when you consider that we're already so far in. Yeah, it's week 14, Steve. Yeah. It's week 14. And look, I mean, given Durant's age and, you know, injury history, you have to assume that we're going to be on the out, the, the longer end of that end of that timetable if you're assuming one end of it. Yeah. Cause if, yeah, if it's, if he, and, and that's assuming he even gets back on the court to play in games at that six week mark, which I don't know how realistic that is either, but. Yeah, it's it's not good because your fantasy playoffs are going to be going by then. So, I mean, 
there's guys on the nets that I think are worth talking about. There are what Cam Thomas and Kessler Edwards. Cam Thomas is Cam Thomas and Kessler Edwards, I think, are the two names we need to address here. And both of these guys, as of Monday morning, are widely available in fantasy and had have shown signs of being able to do some things. Now, no one is going to come even remotely close to what Kevin Durant does, obviously. But Cam Thomas has 20-plus points in three of his last four games, 13% rostered, probably primarily a points and threes guy, maybe with a steal thrown in here and there. Kessler Edwards, meanwhile, on Saturday, that's the game where Kevin Durant left early, only played 12 minutes. He had 16 points and six rebounds with a block and four three-pointers in that game in 37 minutes. He is 6% rostered. Steve, I noticed you picked him up in one of our leagues, I think in the company league, if I'm not mistaken, because I went to go add him and you already had him. I think that might be my first choice just for the fact that we've maybe seen a slightly more well-rounded fantasy skill set from Edwards. What are your thoughts? Well, not only that, I feel like we've just seen more production in general from from Kessler. I think either Cam Thomas or Kessler, like if you have a guy playing two games this week and you just want to make a move or, you know, in my situation, in one of my leagues, I had Bull Bull still lingering around from his Detroit trade. And I used all my moves and I, I couldn't make another move. So I had to wait till the week was over before those reloaded. So, you know, I, I yeah. dropped Bull Bull and, and picked up Kessler. So I like Edwards better than Cam, but I'm not – I we could be wrong about that. Like, it it could go either way pretty easily. Yeah, and by the way, that was a sad day for me when I dropped Bull Bull in a bunch of leagues. We tried, Steve. We tried. We knew, we knew it might not work out. It just backfired more spectacularly than we ever would have thought. He didn't take the court for Detroit, <laughs> failed that physical – I guess due to foot issue. Meanwhile, to Chicago, we had a Zach Levine knee injury over the weekend. The good news there is an MRI reportedly revealed no significant injury, but he was set to be reevaluated early this week. And at the same time, Lonzo Ball is out again Monday due to left knee soreness. So Kobe White, who was already on a lot of rosters, stays on our radar, I think, for a little while longer at least. And then you have to look at rookie Io DeSumo, Steve. He had 21 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists on Saturday. I think he shot 9 for 10 from the field, 7% rostered. I think he's an excellent streamer on Monday who maybe has a little shelf life beyond that. Well, I think Kobe White looks like a must play to me on Monday. And then Dasumu, like, he's had some good good minutes this season. He's a fan favorite. There's a reason people like him. He's going to get lots of opportunity right now. So I'm with you. I'm fine with playing either one of those guys on Monday. The other factor that complicates this backcourt is that Alex Caruso looks set to return this week, potentially Wednesday, it's looking like, maybe even likely Wednesday. So that complicates a little things a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Kobe White and Desumu on Monday, and we'll go from there, Steve. Yep, that's the plan. And when Caruso comes back, well, if he's going to be back Wednesday and he's available in your league, you should probably think about grabbing him now, I would think. Steals machine, Alex Caruso. Yeah, I absolutely agree there. Meanwhile, DeAndre Ayton. And the Bulls, and the Bulls, and the, and the Bulls, Bulls go 4-4-4. Four, four, four. The 4-4-4 four, four, four four. the next three weeks. 4. Sorry to interrupt you again. No, please. Schedule news is never an interruption, Steve. It's important podcast business, so keep those schedule updates coming. DeAndre Ayton, meanwhile, left with a right ankle sprain on Sunday at last check. I hadn't seen anything about the severity of that, so... Jalen Smith needs to be back on our radars, 7% rostered. He was playing really well while Aiton was out. So this is a case where you check the injury report for Monday night. If Aiton's out, you can plug Jalen Smith right in there and get some probably intriguing, if not serviceable, or maybe flip that fantasy numbers. Yeah, anytime DeAndre Aiton's out, 
I think Jalen Smith is is the way to go. Like he's 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 proven time and time again that if Aiton's not playing, he's good. Isn't it nice when there is a situation like this where it's a one for one? Aiton's out. Jalen Smith looks like the guy. I don't know that we have that in Indiana with Miles Turner because he is not playing Monday due to a sore left foot. He is reportedly getting a second opinion, which anytime you see those words, you can't ignore it. So I would definitely be watching the Pacers box score on Monday. And I say that because Turner has missed one game this year, Steve. And when he did, they went with a smaller lineup. They didn't, you know, it wasn't Goga Batadze, you know, getting huge minutes or anything like that. So that's just a box score I'm watching. I'm not sure what the move is here yet. I'm not sure who's going to benefit with Turner being out if he misses more time beyond Monday. I'm not either. And I don't – that Pacers team, man, I, I, I want to know who floated the blow-it-up rumor out there. And then they haven't blown anything up. And then, you know, one of the big men, Sabonis or Miles Turner, are going to be moved, but we don't know which one. It's like a debate as to which one. And now, like you said – Miles Turner has a foot injury and now they're talking second opinions. And anytime you hear that, it's like, okay, something's really wrong with his foot. If he needs a second opinion, uh, he didn't like right. the first opinion he got. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, can we even throw a name out there that is worth looking at? I don't even, I mean, I was ill prepared. I'm just trying to question. think of like, I'm going to double check the name. Like one guy who has been an intriguing fantasy guy, it's not really the same position as O'Shea Brissett. But again, we don't really know what they're going to do with Turner out. So I think this is just a priority box score to watch. That game is at 3.30, and I'm basically watching that that game, and I'm ready to act. I feel like O'Shea Brissett has, has been good when he's gotten minutes. So I do like that call. I think this could be a Lance Stevenson game, maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? It's always a Lance Stevenson game in your mind, Steve. Well, when is it not? Not lately. <laughs> not lately. So, but yeah, a couple of returns to monitor on Monday. Shams Trania reports that CJ McCollum is due back on Monday. So, obviously, good news there. And they may get Norm Powell back, as I mentioned. So, Steve, I don't know. Is, are we set to crush your guy, Nasir Little? Not that his value is soaring into the sky, but do you think that he is going to be? a guy who takes a hit when those two are back. What are your thoughts on McCollum returning? I think Nasir Little's okay. I think it's Ben McLemore that's going to go bye-bye. As far as C.J. McCollum coming back, it was weird because C.J. McCollum has a collapsed lung, and then we don't hear a single word about him for months. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, C.J. McCollum's not on the injury report for Monday. Like, it's really kind of weird. And I right. don't have a feel for if he's going to play – 15 minutes or if he's going to play 40, 40 minutes. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to go to answer your question. I think Nasir little will probably get, he'll, he'll take a little bit of a hit, but I think he spends more of his time at the three. Then again, Norman Powell can do that as well. And McCollum's going to be playing a lot of two and probably some one. So it, Nasir little is going to take a, a hit of some sort, but I still like the way he does a little bit of everything in the box score. So and they play four times. I'm I'm going to see how this week goes. All right. Meanwhile, one other name returning on Monday. We wanted to mention Bam Adebayo could finally be back Monday. He was questionable for their Monday game as of this taping. Now, Steve, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I don't know if you had Omar Yurtsevin in any leagues, in many leagues. But in at least one league, a slightly shallower league, I, I preemptively dropped Yurtsevin. I, I, I did a little reading on it. I was looking around. It, it's certainly sounding like... You know, the tone is, oh, he's going to be ready if his if his number's called again. It's sounding like, you know, his minutes are set to take a large hit with Bam returning. And they are. 
I think it's okay. I think it's okay to preemptively move on if there are intriguing free agents on your waiver wire. I say that with a little bit of caution, but I've certainly done it in one of my leagues, and I may do it in other leagues as well. Did you pour one out for your homie when you dropped your seven because he was awesome while Bam was out? He was he was great, and that that's why it was hard to do it. I usually wait to see you know what the first game or two looks like, especially when a guy has played that well, but. In this case, I was feeling a little antsy. It was a league where I have Lonzo Ball, so I felt like I needed to add Dasumu, so that's what I did. Well, Miami goes three times or four times. I've been looking at the wrong the wrong week again, Matt. Matt. So the, <laughs> but it didn't affect the Chicago Bulls, so we're good. Four four straight okay. four game weeks. Just fours. It's Just four, fours. four 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 instead of four four four. But for Miami, it's four this week, and then three next week, and then four, and then three. <laughs> So, yeah, if Bam comes back and aggravates his injury right off the bat, you're going to be sad that you you drop your seven. But if Bam's healthy and plays this week, True. I don't think you're going to really miss him too much. So, but I do. Your seven was fun, yeah. man. Like, I, I love that guy. And he started piling up assists toward the end there in a deeper league. And, and our company league is a 14-team league. I'm holding on to him there for now. So in a deeper league, I think I'll give your seven a game or two and just see, does he somehow, you know, get 20, 25 minutes, and he can be a serviceable deep league guy. Maybe not, but it's worth checking out just to see. Yes. Let's go. Keep going. Okay. We have some waiver wire leftovers, some more waiver wire names to hit in a minute. First, we're going to take a very quick break. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The NFL playoffs are here, and NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you a special offer. Get 15% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout the playoffs when you use promo code PLAYOFF15. Get every tool for every game at one low price. It is easier than ever to play and wager with confidence when you have NBC Sports Edge Plus. Also, download the NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, and enter Wednesday's free pick-and-roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Celtics and Hornets, Nets and Wizards, and 76ers and Magic. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Steve, Amir Coffee. we were talking about him the other day. You were kind of mad at him the other day in a fantasy basketball sense. I think he was coming <laughs> off kind of a dud, 5.6 rebounds, 5 assists, something like that. But he got back to doing some Amir Coffee things over the weekend. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 4 threes on Saturday. He has scored 18 or more points in 3 of his last 4. He's getting points, steals, threes, dimes, 32% rostered. What more do we need? We just need you to say they have a great fantasy schedule coming up. 
Well, I don't think I was mad at him. <laughs> I think we caught him the day after he had kind of a dud, but I was still, I'm yeah. still, I'm still hanging around there. I think I was mad at him because I was like screaming his name from rooftops and mountaintops and yeah. talking about how great he was going to be. He sort of let me down a little bit, but like you said, he bounced back. They go four games this week, four games next yes. week, Matt. I'm not sure you could have asked for much more than that. I couldn't. I couldn't. If he's somehow sitting out there in your league, go get him your coffee and let's let's see where this thing goes. I'm excited about it. Coffee talk. Now, we, we also saw Bones Highland absolutely blow up on Saturday, Steve. 27 points and a bunch of other stats in a blowout win. Then on Sunday, also a blowout game, 13 points, two rebounds, three dimes, two triples in 37 minutes. So two blowout games and, you know, one of them huge, you know, big minutes in both of them. I think... Because of that, I am proceeding with caution when it comes to Bones Highland Steve, but he's definitely intriguing and 18% roster. What are your thoughts on this thing? I feel like he's finally healthy again. I think it took it took time for him to get back to being fully healthy and, and getting back to the role he was starting to show before he went down with that injury. And you know, I as long as Jamal Murray's out, I I think Bones has to play. So Denver goes three, four, four over the next three weeks. And I'm with you. I think Bones is a guy like, would you pick up Bones in front of those Brooklyn Nets we talked about? No, I think I'd rather pick up those guys because I I need to see. Yeah, you get an extra game out of them. And I need to see this week. I need to see Bones Highland. What what does the playing time look like in their next close game? Because their last three games have been a 32 point win a 37-point win, and a 23-point loss. And he's gotten 23, 33, and 37 minutes, and he's been double digits in all of them. He's getting stats. I need to see what it looks like in a close game. Now, our NBC Sports Edge blurb did note that he was ahead of Campazzo in the rotation on Sunday. So that's a notable development if it holds and devastating for all of my Campazzo shares. But that's kind of where I'm at with it, Steve. I need to see the next close game. Denver, can we play a decently <laughs> close game and give us a sense of where this thing really stands? Yeah, I don't I don't know that they can, man. It's it's just blowout city there right now. I, and Compazzo, every time we talk about him, which is literally every time you and I get together, yeah, can't I always am like, man, I can't believe I don't love Compazzo this year. It's sad, but I'm standing by it. I'm good with it. <laughs> All right, Kelly Olenek after missing a lot of time with a knee injury, was back on Sunday, but was a DNP coaching decision. He was active, didn't play. 48% rostered, so this isn't strictly a waiver wire thing. But I think I'm still stashing Olenek. If I, certainly if I have an IR spot and he's out there, I think you got to go grab him. And hopefully that was kind of an outlier and he's going to be back soon. And that's a, that's a front court that could certainly use him. Yeah, the the problem here is that Kelly Olenek is now a Detroit Piston, and we have no idea what they're going to do. I don't <laughs> think they know what they're going to do. I don't know how much they're going to play Kelly Olenek, but now that Bull Bull's not there, this clears this is, clears a path. Jeremy Grant's name is in trade rumors quite a bit as well. If he if he leaves town before the deadline, Olenek, I, I'm not going to say we're going to have a repeat of Houston Kelly Olenek or anything like that, but. We've seen the ceiling in a best case scenario for Kelly Olenek. He would have to play. And, you know, I kind of forgot about Kelly Olenek. I've got him stashed on an IR or two, and I'm just, he's still sitting there. I'm just sort of waiting. Um, I hope they, I, I hope they decide one way or the other if they're going to play him or not and let us know because if he's another DNP CD and 
the next game, then that's going to be a problem. So two situations where we'd appreciate if the team would just let us know. Bones Highland and Kelly Linick. We could just appreciate a very clear, concrete update on both of those. Yes. <laughs> Draymond Green is reportedly set to miss at least the next two weeks with left calf tightness and a lower back issue. I want to say enter Jonathan Kuminga, perhaps. He had a huge game and a blowout win on Friday, then 19 points, seven rebounds, and a blowout loss to the Wolves on Sunday. Again, I feel a little bit like we're talking about the Bones Highland situation because I want to see what Kuminga does in a close game. Steve, are you are you landing in a similar spot or are you more enthusiastic about Kuminga? Where are we now with him? I've been picking him up, and maybe it's because I have him on my 30-team league that I feel some sort of connection with Kuminga. But, you know, as, as long as Draymond's not playing, Kuminga is it should be fine. Yeah. He's getting minutes. He's putting up decent numbers. I've got him. I had him in a winning DFS team on Sunday night. I'm not afraid to roll with him anytime Draymond is out. So I, I'm good with picking Kaminga up. The Warriors have four games this week and then three in the next two. There's a lot to like about his skill set, no question. So if you need an upside play, I, I'm I'm into it. Per 36 minutes, he's around 20 points, nearly seven boards, 1.2 steals, 0.6 blocks, 1.33s. So he's got some intrigue. Kuminga, not not great free, at the free throw line, six for ten in his last game, but 18% rostered, and I, I can get on board with it. I'm just I'm just watching it closely to see what it looks like when it's not a blowout, because again, they've had a few blowouts in a row. Well, and serviceable and intriguing. I think Kuminga is another guy. <laughs> That just fits right into that slot, man. He fits the mold of this podcast. Yes. Grayson Allen is closer to serviceable, Steve. He has scored 15 and 18 points in his two games since returning three triples in each one, though. 26% rostered. Points, threes. He's he's ranked much lower behind some of these other guys for me that we're talking about, including Kessler Edwards, including Jonathan Kaminga. But Grayson Allen is a name of note, and and I think he's, he's decent, worth rostering in a lot of leagues. That's a good way to put it, because I'm not running out there to pick Grayson Allen up. Four games for the Bucks this week, then they go 3-3-2-3. Three, three, three. That's not ideal. But we'll have three game weeks, an all-star game week. So anyway, I just feel like he doesn't get enough. There's enough other guys nipping at his heels every night, Grayson Allen, that he just can't. He doesn't have that position locked in all by himself. Like if DiVincenzo's out there, they split it. And Pat Connaughton is always messing with Grayson Allen's numbers. So I, it just, it is what it is. <laughs> Clint Capella keeps getting ruled out. And that's the case on Monday with that ankle injury. Onyeka Kongwu had 12 points, five rebounds with a steal and two blocks in his last game. Still just 12% rostered. That surprises me a little bit, Steve, that a Kongwu would not be added in more leagues. Are you with me there? I'm a little surprised. I think... Unlike Jalen Smith, I don't feel like every time I throw a Kongu out there when Capella's not playing, I can rely on him for a nice stat line. Like It's hit or miss. It it may happen. It may not happen. The odds are at least in your favor that it might happen. But yeah, I mean, I I think a Kongu should be rostered in more places. I'll say that. He should be in lineups anytime Capella's not playing. You're right that it has been a little hit or miss. It's not like he's been exploding, but three steals, five blocks total in his last three games. And we're not even going to talk about what's going on with the Hawks right now because 
It's too upsetting. <laughs> Marvin Bagley had a huge game on Friday, Steve. 26 points and 13 rebounds. Then he sat on Sunday with right shoulder soreness. Just a true microcosm of Bagley being the monstrous fantasy headache that he is. And I think we just, do we just move along now, Steve, after that turn of events? It's like he had a chance to build some momentum. And then, I mean, it's not his fault. His shoulder was hurt, but still. Well, you know, given where we were with Marvin Bagley a month ago when he wasn't even playing basketball and he was just sitting, like, he's come a long way, baby. He's come a long way. So at least he's in the rotation and making things happen now. But even when things are going well for Marvin Bagley, he tends to still be a bit of a headache. So I'm leaving him I'm leaving him put. Okay. Last name I want to mention, and this guy is actually rostered in more than – 40% of leagues. Jalen Suggs returned. Um, he's 55% rostered, which surprises me a little bit. He's had a couple notable games since he came back, including a 12.6 rebound, seven assist game in his first game back in just 22 minutes. But he also had six turnovers in that game, Steve. And for the season, this guy is averaging 3.7 assists, 3.3 turnovers while shooting 36% from the floor. Jalen Suggs, I think, has a really intriguing fantasy skill set that in the future can include, you know, assists, steals, threes, uh, all that good stuff. But for right now, you can count me out as I'm not in that 55% in any leagues. I think he's just crushing you in nine category leagues with those numbers. It sounded a little uh, Luca-like, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. What you were spouting off there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Suggs... I think it were maybe a year too early. A year too on, early on Suggs. Speaking of Luca, man, I was in in my favorite hangout, Johnny B's, over the weekend, and this kid was asking for the Mavericks game to be put on TV, and he had a Hawks jersey on, and you know he's like a 19, 20, 21 year old kid. I don't know how old he was, and anyway, I went and I sort of run the TVs over there at the Johnny B's, and I went and turned the game right. on. I'm like, it's on this channel. Don't worry about it. I went and talked to him. I said, are you wanting to watch Luca, or who Who are you wanting to watch in this game? Are you wanting to watch John Morant? He's like, well, I like them both, but I'm a Luca guy. I'm like, I'm, I'm a Luca guy too, but he's just not as good as I thought he was going to be. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, the turnovers, the shooting, they can't hit a free throw. You know, he's just not as good as I thought he was going to be. He's like, well, he's better than James Harden. Everybody says James Harden, you know. And he, so then I, I pulled up some numbers. I was like, James Harden's the number seven fantasy guy. Lucas is like 54. You can't tell me that Harden is is awful at basketball. Anyway, he then he got mad at me, and then he found out what I do for a living, and then he suddenly wanted to be my my buddy. So that's where we are on that. Wow. Yeah. What a roller coaster. Good time. And you guys are meeting up later to play some Golden Tee. Long story short. Probably, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be here every day, every weekday this week, as we are every week. And a reminder on this MLK Day, a full day of basketball, to keep it tuned to the NBC Sports Edge Roto World Player News page for updates throughout the day. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. Steve, thank you. Good luck today with the very busy day of work. Right on. I'll see you all on Thursday. And then, Matt, you again on Friday. Good deal. Bye, everyone. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.